Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Wandering Off. This week's episode will cover everything from marketing to launching your creative career. In this current age, we are constantly exposed to marketing and advertising efforts. This is a robust industry, with social media marketing growing exceptionally quickly. Oftentimes, marketing and advertising are grouped together. Marketing refers to all the practices a company undergoes to promote, distribute, and price products or services. Marketing is composed of various subsets, including public relations and advertising. A company will decide how they approach marketing for their specific brand. While there are a few different variations of options, the approaches can mainly be broken down into two parts, the agency sector and internal marketing. Agencies in the marketing industry often have multiple clients. They can handle anything from branding strategies to marketing campaigns, which include aspects such as social media marketing, experiential marketing, and traditional marketing. A company choosing to do their own internal marketing will execute many of the same strategies as an agency, but generally only for one company, their own. Within this industry, common job titles include titles like marketing or PR assistant or associate, marketing manager, data analyst, and more. A great resource to keep up with what is happening in this industry is AdAge. Up next, we'll be hearing from Carrie Graham, a Vandy alum with lots of experience in the agency world. Carrie Graham is a 1979 Vanderbilt alumni who graduated with a double major in English and theater. After four years working as a professional actor, he began an advertising career that would eventually lead him to his current role, CEO for the Brand Hotel, a business he began in 2015. I'm so excited to hear more about your path. Thanks for joining me on Wandering Off. Absolutely, my pleasure. Um, so we'll just get started. Sure. Being a CEO takes a lot of different responsibilities. What are some of the things that you do in your day-to-day? Well, it's uh, you wear a lot of hats. Mm-hmm. So everything from sales to uh, currently, you know, I got to watch the financials, mm-hmm. and uh, as well as shepherding uh, the creative work and strategies. And my partner and I do a lot of that together. Yeah, we, we swap back and forth. Um, we do, we have um, our staff is mostly contract work, so we mm-hmm. bring people in and assemble them based on the assignment uh, that the client has. Mm-hmm. And so managing those disparate talents, whether that's social media or design or um, graphics or whatever, you're kind of having to coordinate that. So you're both project manager, creative director, and in my case, I'm a writer as well. Mm-hmm. So I actually write a lot of the work that we do. Um, and then, you know, conversations with the clients to make sure that um, – they're on board with uh, what our plans are for the brand, et cetera. So it's a lot of different hats. It's a little different in this current environment because we're smaller than the agencies I've worked with in the past, which have been much larger. Right. So I probably wear more hats now than I used to. How do you navigate wearing all those different things? Like, how'd you gain those skills to do that? Well, you know, 37 years in the business will do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Uh, it's just, uh, this is, you know, advertising and marketing is something that's kind of my passion. You've got, you know, your film mm-hmm. uh, pursuit going forward, and uh, you just pick up uh, skills and uh, instincts along the way that you deploy uh, as needed in your, you know, day-to-day operations. And I've been around some really great, talented people um, in New York, Boston, mm-hmm. Atlanta, other places, and... I sort of pick up from them, you know, over time. I've, I've been able to work with some really stellar 
uh, professionals and kind of watch uh, and pick up some of the best practices. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah. So what initially got you into agency work coming from an acting background? Well, I went to Vanderbilt uh, mm -hmm. to write the great American novel. So awesome. English was my first love. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I fell into the theater. I, I liked performance. I love words. I love Shakespeare. And so I probably spent more time in uh, Renaissance theater and Shakespeare. And uh, then I decided I was going to be the next Robert Redford and um, embarked on that acting career until yeah. my wife started making a little more money than I was making and decided I needed a real job. So then I fell back on the writing side of, of my skills and some of that English background. Mm -hmm. And uh, f actually, I think it was kind of the perfect preparation, though I was not consciously doing that, to have both the performance skills and the writing skills. Right. For advertising, because you're presenting, you know, to clients all the time. In some cases, you're acting out scenarios. Yeah, you need to have you're, both those sides, exactly. definitely. And you're trying to, you know, uh, convince them that there's, uh, you know, a really special approach to communicating their brand to audiences, and you have to emote some of that, mm -hmm. as you might uh, if you were an actor. Um, and then there's, I think, even some of the directorial skills that I learned from <clears throat> stage directors that I worked with. Um, that when I started doing a lot of TV commercials, I was able to deploy that as well. Cool. Yeah. Um, so you talked a little bit about how your majors informed your work. Are there any other extracurricular type things that you did at Vanderbilt that informed your work? Um, I was in the original cast, which was oh, yeah. uh, you know another singing. They just uh, had a performing. show this weekend. And did they really? Yeah. Um, so you know that being on stage, and um, I, I just love that feeling of live crowd mm -hmm. uh, interaction. And uh, initially that translated into doing some film uh, and commercials. Mm -hmm. And then once I saw how the commercials, that whole directorial filmmaking in short bursts mm -hmm. worked, then I kind of liked the idea of creating those myself, much like you might as a film major. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of extracurricular. That was probably, other than you know fraternity happiness, um, which had absolutely no bearing on my career whatsoever, uh -huh. other than social uh, interaction. That was probably it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so you talked a little bit about commercials just mm -hmm. now and the different aspects of the advertising world that you've been involved in. I'm curious, um, since the advertising world I feel like is so complex, there's a lot of different trends that pop up and pop down and things like that. What have been most interesting to you, the trends that have come up in, your, in the time in your career? Well, you know, I started in a time when it was everything was shot on film mm. and edited on film. Oh, and cool. so there was a longer gestation period uh, to create a, a commercial yeah. than there is now. I mean, now we just shot some commercials for um, a convenience store here in town. And I think the entire process took a total of three weeks. Wow, used to be that just to go and cast and shoot and edit and put music to a commercial took you at least six weeks, not including writing and selling those commercials. Yeah, you got to even wait to get the film developed. <laughs> so, you know, and, and you create some expectations among clients that uh, it's possible to do things almost overnight, which, you know, can wreak havoc on your family and social life if you're not careful. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I do think, you know, digital electronics and, you know, technology have certainly made it easier to do things that we could not have even dreamed of unless we had a really massive budget mm -hmm. back in the old days. But I will say that, you know, having spent that time in an analog world, more analog world, putting together film and radio mm -hmm. commercials, you have a, I had a certain um, education in really fine editing and how 
pieces of uh, uh, imagery and sound and voice and all those things work together yeah. just because you were touching each of those elements. Today, you just kind of pour it into the computer and you can mash it around much easier than you used to. But I would say that had a little bit of a, an impact on me uh, over time. I would also say, you know, social media, digital media has sort of reopened creative horizons because now Definitely. you can do great things at a fraction of the budget that we used to do TV commercials or radio commercials for um, 20, 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I love the fact that there's a great deal more creative freedom and you can make more things happen on behalf of your client in a shorter period of time and um, do that uh, much more cost effectively. Yeah. That's something to think about, especially I think it's so interesting what you said about being able to touch the different elements, mm-hmm. because I know at least for me and some of my like st- other student filmmakers, it's so easy to just make a video and then add sound without like as an afterthought. But oh, yeah. to actually be able to think about those and think about how to make them cohesive yeah. is like a really great skill to have. Well, we didn't used to use stock music or anything. You had mm-hmm. a composer who would actually bring in musicians and you'd do it in Los Angeles or here in Nashville or in Atlanta, New York. Yeah. And you'd have those musicians in a studio and you'd have to, you know, write the composition and you'd have to record all those various instruments. So it was uh, from a sort of putting all those elements together, I just had a much more foundational understanding of how all those things worked. Right. And that makes sense. That's awesome. Um, So outside of the Brand Hotel, you've been involved Mm -hmm. in the Nashville community in Mm -hmm. a lot of different ways, um, including serving as director for Tennessee Performing Arts Center, which is very cool. How do you manage to find that balance between your work and the community? Well, you know, I've I've always felt like uh, making this city a great place to live for everybody who lives here was Mm -hmm. one of the things that I was really interested in. I've never joined a board or been part of a community organization that I wasn't personally interested in. Right. I didn't do it sense. for some sort of resume or career um, advancement. It was much more I saw organizations that I felt like um, the city needed or that were doing great work you know, in Nashville or mm-hmm. Atlanta or wherever, wherever I was living. Um, and the, finding the time to do that, you just kind of make time. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, if it's important to you, it's, it's like doing anything else. If you have a hobby and you like to draw or you like to sing, right. you find time to do those things. It's not a, a labor. It's just something that you do because it's part of your passion and you want to do it. Yeah, that's important. Yeah. I feel like it's so easy to get rid of the day and not, yeah. not realize what you've done. But it's true. focusing on those passions. Um, so final question. Mm-hmm. Um, what advice do you have for students hoping to be where you are? Well, it's funny because I have three children, all of mm-hmm. whom have been through college and all are now employed. I would say none of them, and this includes myself, uh, are in professions that they thought they would be in when they started. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's you can certainly set a path, but be open to all of the impulses and opportunities and just learning that you have along the way <clears throat> and be open to other you know detours. Yeah. And those detours, you know, can be um, dead ends, some of them. But some of them can really, uh, you find it was not where you, you thought you were going, but um, they're very fruitful. Um, and I would say, 
and my parents were really good at this. They said, never underestimate yourself or your ability to do really great things. Mm-hmm. Um, That's awesome. You know, the world will say there's no way you can get a job at Nike. There's no way you can, you know, work in these major national markets or with these brands. And um, you can. And it's funny because a lot of people just don't think they can do it. So they don't even apply. Mm-hmm. Don't or, even try it. Or run down that road. I mean, you could be the next, uh, you know, Francis Ford Coppola or, or whatever down <laughs> the road. That'd be amazing, yeah. Um, and because you said you <clears throat> you wanted to and you jumped in and you did it, um, there are a lot of people who wish they had done it but never took the steps or, or sort of dove in and made it happen. Yeah. And uh, I think that's that's the biggest learning looking back. I just I followed what I liked. Uh, it wasn't necessarily driven by money. Mm-hmm. Um, I was much more driven by being able to go to work every day and not have it feel like work. Yeah. You know, I was kind of doing what you were doing, but in smaller, you know, 30 or 60 second um, increments with TV and radio. And um, that was just not like a job at all. It was much more like a hobby that you got paid for. And yeah. that is a true joy. And you go home and, at night and you're happy about what you did for the most part. And you wake up in the morning ready to do it again. Right. I, I love that. I think it's, yeah. I think that's something that we often forget, but it's so yeah. great to hear it again and so perfectly put. Um, thank you so much for being a guest on Wandering Off. I really My appreciated pleasure. hearing your experience. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks. Today's frequently asked question is, I'm interested in pursuing a creative career. What are some of my options? The world of artistry and creativity is exciting, but sometimes it can be difficult to determine what options are really viable. Often, many businesses are looking for someone with a creative streak. Focusing on your specific area of interest is key to determining what area might be right for you. If you're a musician, looking into places where you can get an in-depth look at the industry could be helpful. Past students have interned on all ends of the spectrum, from music labels to city orchestras. Getting a taste of the industry can help you narrow down your interest. This is true for many other creative areas. Trying out different aspects of the industry can be useful for your post-grad search. Another option is freelancing. The prevalence of freelance work is on the rise and is only expected to continue to rise in the coming years. If you're someone who has been showing your work and expanding your brand while in college, this option can be a lot more accessible than if you're simply launching into the dark. You can also freelance while working at a typical nine to five job. There are options. Many people in the creative industry rely heavily on networking. Making connections with people who appreciate and champion your work can help you find those with similar interests and also potential clients. Whatever your interests are, there's a place for you in the job industry. That's it for today. Thanks for listening to Wandering Off. Our theme music is by Silas Dean. Remember, life after college isn't always what it seems. We'll get through it together. (laughs) 